What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm J-Lag. And I'm NB. And this episode is recapping and reviewing Riverdale Season 3, Episode 18. And it's called Chapter 53, Jawbreaker. And don't forget, guys, stick around for the ending because we are going to go through our recap roundups, our best moments, our best lines, our MVPs from the episode. So be sure to stick around for that. And we got some of your guys' answers and questions as well. So stick around for that as well. And as always, to our continuing listeners and our brand new ones, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Let's get into the Ooh, episode. Let's get into girl. it. We're back after like an effing, like, I don't know, was it like three two weeks? Two weeks. Hiatus. hiatus. Yeah. We're, in, we're down to the final five episodes. I'm really yeah. excited to see what the fuck is going to happen with this season. How the <laughs> fuck are they going to end this season? I'm emotionally, mentally, and physically ready for this to be done. This season to be done. <laughs> that's it and and yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i i would have to agree with you i think this season has really thrown me for a loop in terms of what's going on you know like my man and i were watching it just now and he's missed like three or four episodes and he's like i can't believe like nothing's changed like we're back to square one changed and like Like, there are some there are some moments that i i do appreciate and i did love like the allison betty scenes i loved each and every one of those but like overall this whole g and g storyline i am so over it like I don't even I don't care, know guys, how they're going to connect how it's it. Gonna like, end. like, and, like really that's don't. the thing. Like, I, I really hope that all of this is going to make sense. I really think it's going to be a very tall order for them to yeah. make it all like connect. I just I don't know if I have 100 percent faith in the writers to make it all make sense at the very end of it all. But y'all have four episodes to make it work. So I hope you guys are going to pull some shit out of your ass because it's crazy right now. Okay, so um, let's start off with the Jughead yeah. and FP mission because that really takes us through the whole episode and right. it was a big part. We're going to do this a little different. We're going to break it into like moments, like the major yeah. moments of the episode. Um, and we're going to go through the entire mission between F- FP and Jugs first, like right. all the way from the beginning to the end. Because it was really separated from everybody else's storyline, right? Yeah. Um. So it starts off exactly where the last episode ended, which is right in front of the, the site. And they see Baby T's body and um, they just, you know, they realize that his teeth are missing and how dark that is. And they don't know whether or not it's a cap- copycat or it's the real killer um but then they just start their interrogation moments um the first thing that they do is they go to the coroner and they investigate the body and this coroner i forget how fucking like dread he's so he is. yeah he's like, so, so dramatic and like scary he's like love waves were like popping out and like it was so <laughs> yeah. terrible of this murder like okay and- like you're a coroner like you should be kind of just like he's dead yeah (laughs) here's the information all the time so that's it (laughs) like that's the thing that killed me like this episode and i feel like it was the very first episode where we saw the murder um and he's like this is some like next level evil he says it again this episode he's like i've seen evil but it's like (laughs) another evil i'm like like, i just started my career but like this is already (laughs) fucked up for me (laughs) he's like this is some mega evil so when they find the body first they find out that the guy um like like his teeth were pulled out before he died so it was like he bled to death he didn't really like die from the poisoning of the like the g cups so that's why he was like it's some ne- next level shit and also 
somebody stuffed like a match bot like a like a pack of matches down his throat and it was from the maple which is the, the brothel, brothel that um yeah. penelope runs yeah and so i really quickly just as a quick side like filmography uh history note i looked up the title for jawbreaker and i should i'm an idiot because i should have known this better but um jawbreaker is a film uh, from the 90s with Rose McGowan and it's kind of like the Heathers yes, yeah yes. so and in it in the first like two minutes familiar. of the episode sorry two minutes of the movie um, they kill their one of the the girls like one of the popular girls like they prank her yeah. and she chokes on a jawbreaker like it goes down her throat it goes and down she her dies throat, yeah so yeah so I guess that's like the same connection with like the having the matches down his throat like I don't know but uh, that was the only connection that I could find in this entire episode because I was like, Jawbreaker, why? I'm like, we already did the Heathers. Um, anyway, so they go to the brothel and then they talk to Penelope. And Penelope doesn't really give a lot of good information outside of the fact that there was this one John that came in and he was like tweaking off of Fizzle Rocks, right? Yeah. And like right when she says it, like you hear this like really crazy like crash and bang. And right. they like run to the room and it's like a next guy and he looks like a motherfucking zombie. Like, like I literally psychopath. thought I, I I switched the channel and I was watching like Walking Dead. I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> like he was like frothing yeah, at the it, mouth and like his eyes looked all met. His face was like swollen. Like it was really freaky and it really caught me off guard because I just wasn't yeah. expecting it to get that like scary. It got like zombified. Um, it was such a random totally thing zombified. to happen. And obviously, like, he's on some crazy drugs. He's on some fizzle right. rocks. That's like, it's it has fentanyl in it or some shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> some fucked up shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they get his information, but he goes to jail. They send him to jail. They're like, if there's any more information, just let us know. But did you notice that Penelope kept, like, making, like, these weird smirky faces the entire time? Did you notice that? I don't know, J-Lag. I just, I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> like... Like, do you think know. there's a connection there? Is, I don't know. is Penelope involved because, in this? Like, and I'm saying I don't know because I honestly feel like even if she is, is it gonna all make sense? Is it all gonna I connect? I don't know, man. And so I could sit here and say, yeah, maybe, but I just have no faith that it's all even gonna make sense. So really, it could be Hal too. Like, if we're yeah, just trying to play this true. game, it could be anyone right now because I don't know if it's gonna make sense in the end, and and yeah. it doesn't make me feel like very confident. So I don't even know. I mean, I could definitely see that, like, if, if it is Penelope that's being involved in it and Hal is the real Gargoyle King, then that doesn't technically mean that they were working together because, like, they're still fucking each other, right? Like, real talk? But, like, like in do jail? you really think Hal is a Gargoyle King right now? Like, are you, are you serious <sighs> about this? I don't This is insane. He's already been the villain of one season. No, he can't be. Know. He can't be. He can't be. anyway we'll see we'll see how it all ends up but um so during their whole mission finally they catch kurtz because that was their whole mission the entire time is finding kurtz and catching him they catch him while he's trying to do a deal and uh he ends up in jail and meanwhile just really quickly while this whole mission is happening another thing is happening in the jones family number one don't know where gladys went like she just fucking disappeared before you get into the jelly bean thing i just want to mention quickly that like at some point when they were interrogating like the first frothy zombie guy he does say like (laughs) he does say like my dealer or something was like the name was like with a g and right away fp was like oh yeah like the gargoyle king like for sure and i'm like no bitch it's effing gladys yeah why doesn't your son just tell you what is happening right now? Like, That's the thing that kills me. Is trying to figure I, this shit out, and the son knows the answer, and he's not saying anything. Like, 
Exactly. It's ridiculous. And the entire time, FP's like, I need your help. I need your help. Like, I need you to help me answer these questions. And, like, Jughead's just sitting there being like, oh, I guess I'm never going to. Like, he couldn't couldn't even point, like, FP in the right direction to be like, go home and, like, catch your wife. Like, you'd think that he'd be smarter. I don't understand why he's sitting there. And like helping his dad, but they know who it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so whack. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like this know. is so unbelievable to me that he like. What's the conversation that's gonna happen at the end of all of this? Like, Effie's gonna be like, "You lied to me the entire time." Jughead's gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't want to break your heart." And then Effie's gonna be like, "Uh, you broke my heart anyway. I already wrote the ending for you guys. So yeah, just it's like, too late. give me yeah. credit." Like. Like, that's the ending of the season. Like, they're not going to trust each other at the end of all of this. Like, it's stupid. I, I don't understand why you would create this, like, amount of, like, high-level stakes. Like, people are dying. You'd think that, F, like, Jughead would step in at one point and be like, yo, like, people are dead. Like, my dad's feelings versus people dying are probably exactly. a little bit and now, more like, important. Exactly. now, like, my sister's in jeopardy. So, so yeah. Like, yeah, talk about the whole jelly bean thing. So Jelly Bean, it turns out that she's been fucking playing hooky and playing gargoyle, gar- griffins and gargoyles with Ricky. Fucking Ricky. If you guys Ricky remember Ricky Icky. from like the time he was like the kid that stabs fucking Archie. So he's back and he's playing um, and he's still got that like weird ass hat on. And so they're playing the game at Pops and by the end of the episode when they're interrogating Kurtz, Kurtz is like, we have one more game for you and your family. Uh, this is the final game. I'm like, okay, please, can this be the final game? Because I like do not want to play this so game I am so over anymore. this game. You don't even understand. This is the longest version of Drag- Dungeons and Dragons I've it's ever like played. It's like worse than Monopoly. Life. Like It just keeps like, going on and on forever. It's like, just worse than Catan. Like, I can't. Um, <laughs> no, Catan's so- pretty sick. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, it finally ends with um, Jellybean and Ricky in the woods and um they're like he's like princess jellybean come with me and she's like why are you taking me to the woods like i want to play at pop's diner and he's like you're here to meet him and she's like who and then of course at the very end of the episode the gargoyle king like lurks in and he's like here still and how did you feel about all this (laughs) i know the answer Uh, but i just want to ask you um, i mean at this point honestly at this point like i'm down for jellybean to die because (laughs) i want some real stakes no i'm i'm serious i want some real stakes i want jughead to like get his shit together and realize that like people are dying he needs to yeah. tell his father that his mom is a drug dealer like this is ridiculous like you've kept this it's secret crazy. for way too long your sister's probably gonna die get you know like come on this is serious yeah. like i'll be interested to see how the next episode ends because i feel like it's gonna be like everything's gonna be told in the next episode i hope i really hope I don't think so. um so but the thing that really kind of caught me off guard is like the fact that Jollybean's even involved because if Gladys is the drug dealer then that means that Kurtz hasn't been working for her 100%. She's been working he's been working with the Gargoyle King, right? Why? Like it's a separate situation because fucking Jollybean is kidnapped, why would she put her daughter in danger? But like maybe he's just working on his own, like he's just going solo i don't know but that's what i mean like maybe but, he's like, like doing i feel thing. like none of this makes sense like we're trying of to connect the doesn't. dots <laughs> we're, we, we're trying to connect the dots and i'm sure like other podcasts are trying to do the same but like in my opinion like i don't think the dots are all going to connect so i feel like we're i don't know yeah i don't I'm know just, we'll see honestly know. Just, really really hoping that it's all going to make sense so anyway that's that whole storyline with uh fp and jughead for yeah, the entire episode um and let's move on to the fight we can talk the about fight. the fight yeah because I like there's a, 
a lot of other drama that happens. So it all starts off with uh, Archie wanting to take revenge, I guess, and also like kind of keep his um, new freaking uh, boxing boxing club club going. And um, because Elio also has his own thing going, Archie's like, yo, we need to like fight back. We need to like get get this shit together. Also, I want to rematch with that fucking 45-year-old man, Randy. 45-year-old Randy. (laughs) (laughs) And so... Um, so, so he asked Veronica for her help because I, I'm not really sure why he reaches out to her outside of anybody else. Like what was, what was so special about her poll? But I also think that she wanted to, she wanted to be the promoter as well. Like I feel like she felt like she could have a stake in, in the business as well. And so she was like sick, like I'm going to jump on this because like I don't have enough like things to do in my life. Um, (laughs) So it was really cute. I actually really liked the scene with like them promoting the club and like Alice being on on camera and like having a live broadcast like that was yeah. really cute um <laughs> and obviously it just sets the scene again for like having a potential of Archie moment and like just putting right. Veronica and Archie back together because like they've been apart for so long exactly um, so I'm sure the Varchie like shippers were like super super like wet um but <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to see them together just yet you know what? I have I'm struggling with this because I really don't think that Josie and him got a chance and yeah, I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset about that particular situation, you know, like we wanted our Josie for so long uh like and then it happened and then when it happened it like didn't even exist like even while he's dating her he's off like gallivanting with Veronica instead of dating his girl. Well, like I think I I mean I, I, think I was we, surprised that she even showed up in the episode at all. Like she shows up at the very end and I was like, thank God she shows up. Cause I'd be like the fuck they didn't even pay her for this episode. Like what the hell's going on? I, I love Archie and Josie. It was so unexpected. It came out of left field, but I, I loved it so much and I know she's leaving. So like, or she's probably going to get less maybe airtime because of the next show. But right. um, I-, I want them to be together for real. Like actually like have scenes together. I don't think I'm ready for like Veronica and Archie to get back together. Just seeing them together on screen this episode. It seemed like such a business transaction. Like yeah. it felt like such a like um, there was no almost chemistry there anymore. It was just like we're doing this deal. Like I'm going to like, you know, right. promote this club for you and like whatever. Like we'll make money or we'll we'll do this fight together. And that was it. But I, I mean, it's I gonna do. Le- it's going to lead to them, obviously, like hooking up. Of like. course. I do think that like we're a little biased because we liked our Chelsea a lot and we wanted to see them actually like succeed in this all. But at the same time, yeah, I don't see a lot of chemistry between uh, Veronica and Archie. Like there's that moment that they have right before, like when she gives him um, the new outfit, like the new boxing outfit, the new shorts and stuff. And they almost kiss like they're at the house and they're almost about to like kiss each other. And um, they don't. She's like, OK, bye. Thank you. Yeah. And even Fred is like, yo, you're like flying a little too close to the sun. Like, that's literally what he says. And um, Archie's like, he like he's like, I don't really care. I'm like, you have a girlfriend. Like, can you just take it down a few notches? You horn dog. Um, but even in that, like you said, in that moment, I didn't really see the chemistry i was just like okay it's these two actors yeah. like getting together i'm like no shade against farchi but like i don't see the chemistry i'm not lying um yeah so that happens and uh then the actual fight is like the big apex of of that kind of storyline so um archie finally like weighs in he eats like one burger and he's finally like in the right way class <laughs> i love that scene it was so cute 
it was cute to see them kind of like she's like you gotta like get fit whatever but that's what i mean in those moments do you not think that at least josie would be in the same vicinity to be like yeah, yeah boy like come through like i mean I'll at least she you. showed up like you said like at least she actually showed up because if they didn't pay her for that i would have been like what the f like wait yeah she? i'd been really cheesed it's like, yeah, yeah like take what you she's can literally get, like recording the pilot already for yeah. fucking katie keen so um so the fight happens. He weighs in. They're they're fighting, and a, bef- right before they fight, um, Elio gives Randy like this juice. And now the drug is not Fizzle Rocks. It's like G. It's like the pure. It's like ecstasy versus like MDMA. It's like the pure shit. Um, and this is the stuff that made people like fucking convulse and go crazy and turn to zombies. So yeah. obviously, I was like, oh, he's gonna go insane. He's gonna like start raging out and like foam at the mouth. Which is exactly what happened. I was like, so he's fighting him. He's kicking his ass. He's like beating the shit out of him. Some of these scenes are so fucking brutal. I'm like, does no, is no one worried that Archie's going to get like concussed and like be in a fucking, like be paralyzed for the rest of his life potentially? Like he's a 17 year old boy. Like why is Fred letting this happen? I know. I know. I, it's I such don't a know dangerous agree, sport. Like, I don't know if I agree with the timing of this storyline of like Archie becoming a boxer, like when he's still in high school. Yeah. I think a, lo- I think a lot of the season three storyline could have been pushed like later on in the series when like they're done high school. They don't know where to, what they're exactly. doing with their lives just yet. And like he decides to become a boxer. Like that would have made more sense. And you're right. Like, like he owns a gym. A dangerous you know? sport, and he owns a gym. Like, I don't know. It's like just, I don't I, own I, a fucking business. Like I'm not. I'm and I'm like twice his age. Yeah. Like, the Anyways, fuck? yeah. The fight was really good, but like halfway through, like yeah, the guy's like freaking like he's becoming a zombie basically. Yeah. And like no one else is noticing. Like that's another thing. Like this show just goes off the like rocker, and it's like, like he's like um. This guy's on drugs. Clearly, the ref's like nowhere to be found. Like the ref's like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. What like I'm Tom, Tom calls him out like one time. He's like, ref, something's wrong with him. And then like Elio's like, if you don't knock him out, like this game is over. And then so Tom's answer yeah. is like, oh, bro, sorry, you gotta He's knock like, him oh, out. True, I'm you like, gotta play still. Like, where's no, the ref? No, you gotta <laughs> disqualify this fucking psychopath who's There's on drugs really, right like, now. Saliva coming out of the guy's <laughs> mouth. Like, like what's happening right now? So anyway, so he's like, okay, I gotta knock him out. He like gets himself together he's getting his ass kicked but then he like comes back and he he like knocks him out like ko but he like ko's him too far and he like dies basically yeah (laughs) so like i was honestly really shocked i thought like archie was definitely gonna lose this one just because the guy's like on freaking like fentanyl but um (laughs) but archie like yeah he knocks him out and then everyone's like yes 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 and then he looks down he's like shit like randy six-year-old randy's like dead and he was like guys call an ambulance like the guy's not waking up so i don't know like do you think archie's gonna have to deal with like the post-traumatic stress of like <coughs> of a death? someone in a, in a ring i don't know like, <laughs> like maybe that is him being like okay i can't box yeah, anymore like, like, I, like need to I, go back I killed to somebody <laughs> yeah seriously so that's the storyline but really quickly that's the fight yeah do you want to talk about like archosi and like what's going to happen with that because yeah, they i mean there is a moment where josie's standing beside veronica and she finds out that veronica bought him that new outfit yeah she got cheese. she's like oh okay cool i see how it is she's, she's like, like is that an outfit yeah and veronica's like yeah she's like pops is like da- like sponsoring him now i was like she's wow. like oh 
That's yeah, tight. definitely. And you know what? I am totally down to see like Josie and Veronica have something, like have a fight together. I mean, like I'm just missing this drama, guys. Yeah, I'm missing this drama, and like, like for good this reason. Basic high school drama. I mean, like this is the first time that we've seen them in the same fucking vicinity with each other, talking about the relationship that they have with like the ex boyfriend and the new like, girlfriend. Like, come yes. on. Like taken when Veronica found out, she didn't even feel, and she didn't even say anything. Barely, she just kind of like gave side eye, and she was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, like, Archie and Josie, and that was it. And then she like that sang a it. song because it was the Heather's episode, that which was like four <laughs> episodes ago. I don't know. Anyway, I'd like to see that happen before at least Josie like dips. I don't want her to be like, yeah, no, "I'm no, leaving," sure. and like that relationship was like shit. And like, here's the thing: like right now, like Archie and Josie are pretty good. Yeah, like, they haven't they haven't even had a fight yet. They've like been on like you know what I mean? Like she's been supporting him, he's been supporting her. Right. So far, like everything's been going great. So like I wonder like how they're gonna break them up or like is Archie just gonna like cheat on her? It'll just be really stupid if it becomes another like Val and Archie moment. You know, like how Val and Archie broke up? Like it was like, You're a waste man, get out of here. Like it seems like it's gonna be the same thing with Josie. Josie's gonna be like, You're a waste man, get out of here. Yeah, no, for sure. But I feel like him and Josie had more than him and Val. I mean, of sure. course, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's dwindling down to this, like, shitty it's, relationship yeah. because, yeah. like, they don't know how to write it properly. No shade, but shade. There's no time. They're not giving enough time. They're not time giving to enough these, time. Like, it's true. To these, like, really normal storylines that I'm clearly thirsty for. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people are thirsty for. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. You guys have spent a shit ton of the season talking about this insane storyline with the G&G King. Yeah. And, like... All we wanted was some focus on our Chosy, some focus on like Veronica, and, like whatever. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. We'll see how how it all ends off because we know that she's going to be leaving at the end of the season. So, um, yeah. okay, that's that part of the episode. The next thing I want to talk about is Alice and Betty because they have a pretty important storyline. Yeah, it was a big one. Yeah. yeah. So um first it starts off with betty basically saying that her mom's cray cray and she doesn't know what to do they like she she talks to the core four and she says that her mom's like seeing her dead son and like it's insane obviously like what do we do and jughead gives her the idea that maybe you should like show her proof like show them proof that they're not seeing yeah those people are actually dead and like maybe they'll snap out of it because they say the same thing for cheryl like cheryl needs to understand that like she's not seeing Jason. jason so um, so for her mom, she decides to take her away to the cemetery. She's like, mom, I need something to show you. Like her mom's like doing yoga in her room and she like takes her to the cemetery. So she takes her to the cemetery and it's really interesting. And now I understand why they didn't do it. Because if you guys remember, um, in the summer between seasons, they showed all the bonus clips of the things that didn't make this season. And one of the uh, parts that we talked about, we even threw it into our Instagram IGTV, um, is the scene where they drive to the cemetery and they find like an unmarked grave of Charles. And now I understand why they didn't put it in there because they waited all the way to the end of this season to show the gravestone of Charles. So like, I guess it's now confirmed that Charles is like dead, dead, dead um, because he has a tombstone and all that. So, Um, yeah. So I think what happens is I feel like Betty somehow because because Hal really tells her, like, do something with the tombstone or like show her that he's like dead. Right. And I think like either I don't know what Betty does. Like, I don't know. She takes her to like someone else named Charles Smith. Like, I don't know. Right. But in the end, like. Like, 
Alice does say, like, did you lie to me about, like, the tombstone? And Batty says, yeah, like, I made it up, whatever. She's like, how can I trust you? So like, tight. you're saying I can't trust the farm, but I can't even trust you. Like, you're lying about this thing. It's true. So, so I don't know. I don't know what Betty did to get the tombstone. I Like, if you guys are listening and you guys know the answer, like, please comment below and, like, let us know. Um, but... Yeah, I, I mean, look, the Betty and Alice dynamic this episode was really, really heartbreaking. Yeah. And so there was something really, still really beautiful about it. Yeah. And I think in the end, because I was like the whole episode, I'm like, Alice is crazy. Alice is crazy. Right. Like, what's wrong with you? And then at the end, I'm like, there's this woman who went through so much fucking trauma in the past year. Like when she yelled at Betty and she was like, how can I live in that house when like a murderer was living there? Yeah, like, it's true. It's so true. It's true. It just brings everything back to like what actually happened and like the shit that she had to go through. And, you know, the memories that she has, that like they're all bad memories, basically. Yeah. So how can she how can she go back and live in that house like how can she be happy there yeah um and i totally felt for her and it felt so real um but like and i think betty feels that too just but she gives her up in the end but just to play like devil's advocate a little bit you know the whole thing with edgar and when she talks to edgar and um and she yells at her she's like what kind of lies are you telling my mom i listen to the tapes and it sounds like you're like manipulating her and making her think that she's like like she has to be scared of me um and edgar basically says like you you don't need the farm but your mom needs it to like help her like through like her pain and her grief and betty says something which is like kind of true she's like i she, you know like she could have just joined like gone to a therapist she could have been able to you but know that's the thing, talk right? through like, it that way but you don't know what's that and and i think he when you asked me is the farm good like is the farm actually evil i feel like a part of it we are gonna say like they're they're doing good because i think you can't judge that if someone is feeling like they're getting better through this way how are who are we to say like you shouldn't do that you should just go to therapy yeah that's true no i understand like she's she's saying she's feeling better and she's saying she feels supported and she feels like she's getting through this so like who are we to say like you're doing the wrong thing yeah and i think that can can be probably applied to like this whole like scientology thing too where you're like how the how the hell like does that work for you like like who are you talking to and telling all this shit to but like right. maybe for that person it, it just works for them i don't know I, I guess, but at the same time, like, do we see the farm being, like, this long-term situation? Like, are we going to see Alice never again because she's going to be a part of the farm forever? I just forever? don't understand that. I don't understand why she's leaving her daughter. Like, I understand that you've yeah. been through trauma and, like, you've been through a lot of shit. But, like, your daughter is still literally 16 years old. Like, she needs a mom. She needs your Her help. dad's in jail. Yeah. Her sister's, like, God knows where. So, as a mother, like, I get that you have to, like, fix yourself and, like, you got to, like, heal. But, like, also you need to take care of take Betty. Take care like, of your daughter. You're her, you're her mom. Yeah. It's so true. So, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know if the farm's going to last because I still feel like Alice needs to, like, be with Betty. And, yeah. And I don't know if Betty's 100% going to be, like, letting go of her mom completely because she does no, kind of not. she does kind of scheme with Tony, which we'll talk about in a little bit, too. Um, but, Yeah. Somebody on our Twitter, because we asked everybody for questions, somebody asked, uh, Postmaster Radio asked, I think the farm, I still think the farm is evil, but do you think that there's even a slight chance that Edgar and Evelyn are actually good people? What do you think? I think, I think they're good people, but I think they've strayed off of that line, maybe along the way. Right. 
because we you know what i mean like maybe he came into it with good intentions of like i'm gonna create this farm and it's gonna be all like positivity yeah. and like whatever but then maybe along the way like it just got really like fucked up yeah which i feel like usually happens that is usually like, the case like money's involved yeah. like you end up like exactly. getting the money from everybody and like making it about yeah. that but and like taken like before they didn't have money like they lived on a freaking like their thing was like literally on a farm yeah and now they have like the sisters of quiet mercy like they actually have a building and like they've paid for it so it's like where did that money come from how are you guys expanding you know it's true maybe that is something that we're gonna look into and that's the thing like i don't know if it's just chad michael murray playing like this very earnest like very like sweet man but he doesn't look conniving he doesn't look diabolical like the story that we hear from him that's why they did that like we that's why they did like we hear the story from him in the beginning where he tells his like origin story and like how he had this like dark situation then he came out of it but like i believed every word and i didn't think that it was maniacal or evil or anything so it's like i don't see even like a tinge of evil in him and it's like making me feel like are we being straight? Are we being kind of tricked by the writers to follow Betty's story because we want to believe that she is the one that's the right one in this situation? Um, but I think a lot of these storylines, especially like the G and G storyline, you're right. They could be tricking us, but I get to a point where like it's been so long that I just want to see it come to a conclusion at this point. Like, like I don't even care if they're good or bad at this point. Yeah. It's just like what? What are you because gonna do with the story? Too long. Yeah, it just takes too long to get there. You know. Yeah. And, and then I'm there, and I'm like, okay, I just want to know now. Like, I don't, I don't really care anymore. Like, what they are. Yeah, it's true. Uh, one of the big moments of this kind of story arc that I want to talk about is Betty fucking losing her shit on Evelyn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. while she is, like, I think at, at one point while she's in the bunker, because. Uh, Betty obviously like kidnaps her and keeps her down there um I think Evelyn goes over to Betty and she was like I haven't seen your mom she wasn't there for like bed check like where's where's your mom been and Betty's like stay the fuck away from my mom like you don't even have to worry yeah. about her and then Evelyn's like I have your tapes by the way like there's like a yeah. million different like, copies Betty starts to walk away she's like whatever bye bitch she starts to walk away and Evelyn's like by the way we have more than one of those tapes and like there's <laughs> other ones too and I'm like you're gonna get fucking knocked in the face and right she- now and like <laughs> Betty goes up to her and like rocking like body slams her basically yeah the lockers. <laughs> it was like and like shit. the people behind Betty were like oh shit yeah <laughs> like and um she like literally threatens her life she's like stay the fuck away from me stay the fuck away from my friends get away from my mom i'm in she's like do you know me she's like everyone knows me here and how fucked (laughs) up i could get so don't test me (laughs) she's like i will kill you did you see you want to go talk to ethel you want to go talk to (laughs) ethel about the hot tub yeah you do that because she'll tell you how fucking crazy I'm I am. I'm a maple syrup your ass, bitch. Like, she got pissed. <laughs> like, yeah, she got angry. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And at the same time, I was like, damn, Evelyn, you better watch out. Like, don't fucking bother her ever again. Dude, her <laughs> eyes, she was so scared. She was like, oh. Her eyes, like, almost popped out of her head. She was like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> she got so scared. Yeah. Um, She's like, I think I went too far. <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy moment for sure. But yeah, this whole storyline ends off with, um, you know, Betty like bird boxing Alice and sending her off on her way. Like she like blindfolds her and like back to s- Evelyn. sends her back to Evelyn. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's it. We'll see what happens with that storyline. But Alice is back at the farm, like randomly. All right. So the next thing that I want to talk about is Betty and Hal. 
let's talk about that shit for a second. Yeah. So Hal kind of shows back up and I'm kind of glad that he did because I was a little yeah. concerned that they were going to just leave the storyline because I picked it up in the beginning of the season and then I was like, oh no, like she's going to come evil and then they dropped it again. So then for him to return in this episode, not only did it make sense because it was so focused on Alice, but it was also just interesting to see how this dynamic has began to shift. Like she's literally going back yeah. to her murder serial killer father to be consoled because she heard her mom's cray yeah and i feel like it definitely worked i feel like you definitely needed hal to be in this in this episode yeah for sure um and i think too like alice she wants a divorce right like she'll so she's serving him the papers right and like that's a big thing like betty needs him to like sign the effing papers um but yeah, I think what you were mentioning with how like in the beginning you were like, oh, this might be like a Hannibal kind of like yeah. like theme to their story. And then they totally dropped it. And I was like, OK, so I guess that's not happening. Exactly. Slash, like I would have so been, like, been down for that storyline. But he comes in and out and he says something really like crazy at the end. He was like, if I do this for you, like I want something from you now. Right. Something little and tiny. And he's like, but I want to come home. I was like, what? And I was like, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, so... Your home's not even there. Like, yeah. <laughs> your wife sold that shit. It's like, exactly. You're going to roll into the, like, So, I don't Jones's know. Like, place. I don't know what that means. Like, is Hal going to come back to town? Like, he's an effing serial killer. Like, how are they going to let him out? I, yeah, I don't know. And, like, why? And, and I that's when I hate, like, how things edit, are edited and how they, like, cut the storyline sometimes. Because, like, you don't even hear her answer. Like, she's not like... Maybe I'll think about it. She's not like, fuck you, <laughs> yeah. you're fucking psycho, you're still an evil monster. Yeah. Like, she's like, now we're all like left here sitting thinking that he's gonna find a way to get out and he's gonna manipulate Betty into getting him out. Like, I don't get it. I mean, like I said, that's what happens in the Sons of the Lambs. Like, he basically tricks her into getting out. But yeah, it's probably what's gonna happen, obviously. I just, but like, I don't know how. Don't like, know. what is she gonna I feel like, like, break him out of jail? Like, do a fucking jailbreak yeah. part and why? two? Exactly. And like, where are they going to live? They don't even have a house anymore. Like, w- like they're not going to be a family again. So, like, what's the point of his of his character? Yeah, and like, does she not forgive the know. fact? Like, motherfucker was a psychopath and killed people. He killed Midge. Like, bro, like you can't forget that shit, girl. I like, I don't understand. But I guess Betty's in a dark place and like she doesn't have parents right now. So I get it. She, 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 yeah. And like I just felt so bad for her because yeah. it's like the one person that you depend on, like your mom, is like she's not there. It's true. And, that, and like she wants to live on a farm. Like what the fuck? Like, like it just goes to show. And we, like I said, we said this from the beginning of the season when they started the story arc. Like she's literally going to her serial killer father for consolement because like her mom is in- insane. Like she's crazy. Like she can't even take care of her own daughter. Guys, there's four more episodes left. And I know. Know there there's still a lot to wrap up yeah but i also know that they're gonna like leave us with you know things to come in season four right and i am praying every effing day <laughs> that this shit somehow goes back to like normal life yeah in season four yeah. and so everything that's sort of happening now i'm like okay but how's that gonna make sense in season four like i'm trying to see ahead yeah and I and I and I don't want to see it because this is all crazy. I read a theory the other day on Instagram, and it was like, imagine this entire season was just like from Betty having her seizure. Oh, yeah, like a dream. <laughs> it was a dream. It was a dream <laughs> sequence. This entire fucking season. The writers was a wash. are like scrambling yeah. to do that right now. Like for sure. they're like, oh, she woke up, and that was the end of the season. Like yeah. I don't. I anyway, we'll see. Oh, I'm praying. Um. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about was Cheryl and Tony. We got a Shoney, yeah. a Shoney storyline, but it's a kind of fucked up one. 
Um, so Cheryl is now like full fledged into the farm. She's like wearing white. There's like a slow motion shot of her walking down the hallway in the beginning of the episode. Um, a really quick side note before we get into Cheryl and Tony fucking fangs. Can we talk about fangs for a hot second? And the fact that he's because you're like, why? He's irrelevant. (laughs) He's so extra. But like, yeah, that's the thing. Like he literally didn't have any moments. Like no one is batting an eye. Like, Fucking Jughead doesn't even mention him. Like, he doesn't say that he's completely detracted from the serpents, that he's joined the fucking farm. He doesn't even say, like, to Betty, like, oh, by the way, like, Fang's joined the farm too. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's just one, it's one fucking sentence in a script. And you think that they would at least put that in so we can be like, true like he's acknowledging that he's like connect the storyline like why put him in the scene if you're not going to make that connection it just doesn't make any sense to me so anyway he's there and i was like that's so random that he's like just there and like smiling like a psycho um but he's a part of it cheryl's a part of it um and the big thing is tony wants to spend time with cheryl because they're like back on the good books with each other um but cheryl has a lot of these like church and like meetings and like whatever and it kind of all like it like it kind of all starts with like um tony's in the bathroom and like everyone's like freaking lurking there like a freak yeah (laughs) and then she's like yeah she's like you know like your girlfriend she's like we like satisfy her like urges for like other things and tony's like what the fuck are you talking about like calm the fuck down like like i do things for her too like it was just such a weird conversation it was such a weird conversation so then so then, like, it cuts to, like, Tony and Cheryl. And, like, obviously, Tony, like, tries to, like, go down on her because she's, like, trying to, like, impress her. <laughs> she's like, can we have <laughs> but sex, it doesn't please? Work <laughs> because it doesn't work because then Cheryl's like, I got to go to my meeting now. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Um, and then in the end, it all kind of comes together with, like, Betty and Tony. Right. Um, and we find out that, like, because Tony says, like, okay, Cheryl, like, I'll, I'll like, join so that we can spend more time yeah. together. Because she does, and she, like, because I think Evelyn makes her choose. She, like, goes into the locker room. And she's like, I basically either have to, like, break up with you or I have to, like, stop up. seeing my dead brother. Like, First of all, why is that an option? Like, poor Tony, yeah. the entire time, Tony has to, like, play along with Cheryl's psycho, psych craziness. And she's like, right, your dead brother, cool. Like, she even shows the video of her like, brother dying. Like, the fact dying. that, like, Tony didn't dip, like, it's like, that's real That's love. real. Like, <laughs> that's like, real that's dedication. <laughs> yeah, she was like, okay, crazy girlfriend, like, it's fine. <laughs> like, what can I do to help you through this, yeah. cray-cray? Um, and so, yeah, so she decides to join the farm and then there's another slow motion shot of her in like a, basically like a P Diddy white, white jogging suit. And, um, but then and at the same time, I was like, oh, are you fucking serious? Like, this is going to be the storyline. Like, Tony's not that stupid. And thankfully. Yeah, honestly. Thankfully, they thank didn't. God she's not. Yeah, she's not. So she's working with Betty to, um, like, kind of be a snake on the inside. She's like. But, like, didn't they already have an inside man? Like, Cheryl was the inside Cheryl woman. Cheryl was the inside woman. But then it didn't work. So she got the tapes and shit. And then what happened? Like, how Nothing. many inside people are you going to have? And, like, what are you going to do now? Just, like, keep an eye on them? Like, I don't get exactly. it. Like, what's going to happen exactly. now? Exactly. But I I guess like still tony still doesn't believe in the farm so she is sketched out by the farm and she's just gonna find a way to like get her girl back like i said and like we've been saying i don't know this i whole... just feel like it's going in circles like it's not going anywhere <laughs> you're like i have no faith we'll see how it all ends but yeah i'm not really sure how um the season's gonna end really like these storylines are still pretty open and things are still developing like and 
it's sad because the cast is so big and it's hard to focus in on them. I get that. But you don't have to make all of them go through all this crazy shit. Like, you don't have to do that. Just let them stay in high school. I really want to see. I really want to hear you you guys. And I want to see your comments uh, um, in the comments below. And really, like, let us know what you guys want to see for the finale. Like, how do you guys envision this this season three ending yes please. um because i can't picture anything like i don't know how, what i want to see right um so i really want to read your comments and like kind of like form my own opinion from that same all right guys let's get into our recap roundups recap roundups best, best moment what was your best moment my best moment i think um really has to go to the alice and betty scenes it was just really emotional and it, like I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I loved when like Alice was burning the photos. Like it yeah. got so real. So like it was just dark. like you know, it, it brought it all home to me that this woman is dealing with a lot of trauma. Mm. This isn't a joke. Like this is how she's dealing with it. Right. Um, and this was the way that she could only get through to Betty because like just Betty wasn't understanding why her mom was doing this. So I feel like um, now Betty kind of knows more and she's a bit more sympathetic. But like I still feel like she needs to like bring the farm down. Yeah, for sure. Um, my best moment's gonna go to Betty slamming at Evelyn into the locker because yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was like, "Yes, bitch, work." I was so first of all, like, it was such a good scene to see, like Betty so fired up because she's so fed up with everything, and yeah, I loved it. I love, I love Lily Reinhardt too. So just, yeah, just she's she's the best. WTF, WTF moment. moment. What's your WTF moment? My WTF moment, I think, is gonna go to Randy foaming at the mouth and like n- the ref like nowhere to be. I was like, <laughs> no. this shit's crazy. Like this shit so unbelievable this would never happen yeah it's just it's just another thing of like like uh, just an overlooking situation but i don't know um yeah. my wtf moment is gonna go to how wanting to get out of jail because i was like what the fuck are you gonna yeah. do getting out of jail also that's never gonna happen slash it's probably <laughs> seriously like, slash is probably gonna happen <laughs> like fuck like i'm <laughs> kind of cheesed about it <laughs> I'm like how are you gonna you know get out of jail what we should do what? We should write down like the dumbest, most craziest like storyline that would actually never make sense, and that's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah, because it's Riverdale. Because <laughs> oh. it's Riverdale. MVP. MVP is gonna go to Betty. Yeah, you know? she. For sure. Um, there's something about Betty that like, um, is is it's her her journey is always interesting, and I feel like they always compare it with Jughead, and you do see Jughead have his own mission, but I feel like Jughead is always annoying, and he always. He does weird things like not telling his dad that his mom is the effing drug dealer yeah, for like six weeks. Exactly. Like, just tell your dad. Like, like the truth. <laughs> like, so I feel like Betty, you know, Betty does what she does, but she does it right most of the time. Yeah. So she tries to like time. make progression in the story. Basically. Yes. Yes. Um, my MVP is gonna go to Betty also, but also Tony because I feel like she, yeah, she's out here like loving up on her girl. Like she is dedicated to this relationship, and she'll do anything. She'll even join a fucking cult for her girlfriend. Like that's pretty deep shit. And she called um, Evelyn a bitch. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that too. I love that. LVP. Who's your LVP? I think my LVP, honestly, like, I didn't know who to choose because there's, there's quite a bit of LVPs. I, You're, like, overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm, like, overwhelmed with all the LVPs. Um, I, I'll, say, I'll say Jughead and maybe FP2. I just, yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not buying their, like, their investigative skills. Like, they're not solving anything. No. 
And also, like, to your point, like, Jughead is being an idiot, not telling his dad. Like, what are you fucking doing? Yeah. You're going and, on like, this his wild sister's goose life chase. is at jeopardy now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, okay, fine. Whatever. Um, my LVP is going to go to Fangs, only because, like, yeah. he literally was in the scene and he didn't even have one line. No acknowledgement whatsoever. It's just sad. Just sad, sad, sad. The best line. What was your best line? My best line is going to go to Betty when she's uh, throwing uh, Evelyn up against <laughs> yeah. the lockers. And she's like, I will kill you. Yeah, she got really like, intense. Damn. The last, yeah, the last time she said that was yeah. with Cheryl in season one, if you don't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. When she went great, great. Um, my best line is... Cheryl? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like remembering it now um my best line is gonna go to uh veronica and i'm only saying this kind of more to please the varchi shippers but it was when they're when she gives him the outfit and he she says to him no matter what happens i'm always in your corner and honestly if if uh, Josie wasn't in the picture and he wasn't dating anybody, I would totally be like lit for this moment. Yeah, I would be yeah, like, I'd be like, get it together, guys! Like, I'm so happy for you guys. You guys are still like maintaining a really great relationship with each other. Um, but because Josie's in it, I'm also like, uh, like, yeah, that's true. don't hurt my girl. Um, that is it, y'all. We have a few. Uh, roundups from Twitter. We have Postmaster Radio saying uh, his best moment was Tony's undercover farmy scene. His WTF moment was Betty chloroforming her mom. Her, his MVP was Tony playing the best double agent ever. And his LVP is the Gargoyle King. The best line that he has is when Archie says, I feel like Jughead. And when Tony says, uh, tells Evelyn, bitch, I love her. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to take this moment to thank our patrons of the episode. Thank you so much to our Lit Rewinders, Kate, Tina Ann, Sarge, and Serena. And our Moppy Rewinders, Tamala and Taya. Thanks, guys. And if you would like to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. If you join, you'll get access to all things Recap Rewind, exclusive contests, content, and updates. And also make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our socials, our Instagram, our Twitter, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, and Facebook. Make sure you guys are staying connected to join the conversation. Like, subscribe, follow, review, and comment to stay engaged with Recap Rewind. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.